Hey, folks. Welcome to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Happy Thanksgiving, Carlos. Can I, can I say that to you? Can we start with that? Is it okay to celebrate Thanksgiving? How about that? Absolutely. As long as you bring the turkey and the stuffing, Sean, um, you can you can celebrate anytime you want. So what does that mean? You're going to bring the canned uh, beets and or the cranberry salad, rather? And probably beets, too. <laughs> I like beets. I like uh, cranberry uh, sauce. That's one of my favorite things. The stuffing is the, the best part of the Thanksgiving meal, though. Now, do you like stuffing or dressing? Are you Stuffing. you like it in the bird, or you like it made separate with a little bit of the drippings? Um, I'll have it either way. Generally, I think it's usually made outside these days. It seems I like it a little drier, I guess. So yeah, because that? if it's stuffed, you know, you keep it moist that way to get the juices uh, from the bird, which is nice. But you don't get the crust, right? Exactly. You know that golden topping. Yeah, it sounds like you're gonna cook for us, right? Uh, I, yeah. Oh, you mean to bring it to the stadium? Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know that they'd let me in. Don't they serve a, a Thanksgiving meal at the stadium? They do, but I'm sure it's not as good as yours. Well, I mean, my stuffing is just out of a recipe. It's it's not mine, it's per se. I mean, we most of us are stealing somebody else's stuff anyway, right? <laughs> when it comes, yeah. When, when does a recipe become yours? When do you appropriate it? Because it's always passed down, and it, 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 it and is. I'm not sure. I guess if you tweak it enough over the years, or if the people that you got it from are all gone. Then you then you could say it's yours and nobody would dispute that, right? I, I think that's probably the yeah. way to do it. So of course we're talking about you know the game, the Thanksgiving game at Ford Field where they uh, supposedly served this Thanksgiving meal. The Lions are going to play the Bears. You know we were talking about uh, this before we started recording, Carlos, about what we should start this podcast with: the Thanksgiving Day game and your oh nine and one oh nine and one. Right? Do I have that right? Lions. That's right. Or, I don't know, Michigan-Ohio State with a chance for Michigan to get to the Big Ten uh, title game for the first time and potentially the college playoff for the first time for the chance for Jim Harbaugh to beat Ohio State for the first time. I mean, I don't know. Which one sounds more important uh, Whatever to I want to talk about. So, really? uh, you you know, like to look hockey. forward and you like hockey. to look backward. What generally does better, Carlos? I live in the past, Sean. I live in the past. I dwell on it. I, it, it makes me angry. I think about it a lot. You know, so the, the future's promised to nobody. Okay? So even so. even though normally we would say, okay, recruiting and the draft and all that. So nobody cares about that kind of stuff, right? Because it's never yeah. about the future. I just don't know anybody who would be crazy enough to write about, let's say, the NFL draft around this time. I mean, who would write a column about that? That would be insanity. Oh, would, yeah, right. Think? I know. It's funny. Uh, that was probably the best performing column I've had in the last Oh, in the okay. Last week. Oh, what a coincidence. So, I mean, you know, okay. I don't know. I mean, congratulations. They are 0-9. It's not a congratulations thing. It's just it's because the draft <laughs> list started coming out. And there's some fretting and worrying out there about uh, that there's no quarterback in the draft and the Lions need a quarterback. And so that's kind of been – so really what we're doing is tapping into that, which I guess is a way to tap into to people's worry about the future. Right. You'd rather tap into your own frustration about the past. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's where I live. That's where I wallow, Sean, just in the past. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> By the way, did you see those lists and all and all that sort of thing? I mean, did you peek at them or no? No, I don't care. Who cares? It's it's way too early. You, no, you don't care. Don't say who cares because obviously plenty of people no, do. No, it's, do it's too early. It's too early. And I and all this, you know. Hey, I love the draft just for all the the overreactions and the hype and and all that stuff. I love it as much as anybody. But nobody knows anything in the draft. They just don't. All right. All right, fine. We'll talk about the Lions for a couple of seconds. Who, wh- who, who are these fans? What are they? No, who? What are they? Maybe both. Who and what? What are they supposed to hang on to as they move forward? Are they going to break down the, the the schematics of the offensive line and who's pulling and who's not? Uh, Where the linebackers are positioned, if the safeties are up or not? I mean, is that really what we're asking these people to do? A lot of these players aren't even going to be on the team, or are we going to 
let them think about next year and who might be on the team. Well, Sean, um, it's a, it's good you asked that question because I wrote a very interesting, appropriate column for this topic. And it's all about what the Lions fans have to be thankful for, even in an 0-9-1 season. Um, and it's the little things, right? The, the building blocks, the run game, and, and uh, you know, Dan Campbell. And I even said owner Sheila Ford Hamp, you know, they're doing a lot of the good things, I think, that so wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you wrote. Wait, you wrote the same column you wrote in the last eight weeks. Okay, right. that's great. I'm still. I'm. I'm getting used to the whole. I'm getting Carlos, better at it. But may I? May I point out your best piece, in my uh, humble opinion, and I do mean humble. Um, it's a worthless opinion, really. But my my, in my estimation, your best piece was what you wrote last Sunday about the the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions. Oh, thank you. And that was actually looking ahead about hey, look at this organization's. They're really, really struggling. Look how they've turned it around. This is potentially what could be out there for the Lions. So you do look ahead. I just, I just, I do. I mean, I, generally, my my best piece is usually my last piece. So you're right, Sean. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's and, and that's part of the thing that with with the ownership with Sheila Ford Hamp is like Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the of the Browns. It's taken a few hiring cycles to get it right, and that's probably what's going to happen here with with. Chila and the Lions is, you know, the coaches, like you said, there's going to be players are going to be gone. Coach is going to be gone. There's going to be attrition. It'll take a little while, but this is the beginning of a rebuild. It's just, it, there's just some encouraging signs. I think that fans need to recognize um, as they move forward and, and take some hope from that. So, so how did you end up in Cleveland? Because I saw the story and at first I was, I don't remember. Did I see a dateline on the story? Just read right over it. Yeah. I was in Cleveland. Yeah. So, okay, because when I saw the video of the post game after the Browns beat the uh, <laughs> the Lions, I was shocked to see you there. And I thought, wait a second, you did write about the Browns. Yeah. And then I was trying to remember if there was a dateline because I was thinking to myself, Carlos, what are you doing? And, and you know, how, at an 0 and 8, 0 8 and 1, whatever, right? We got, we got all these people. But then I thought, okay, well, you stuck around. So that was probably. Scary. Yeah. So Dave would not have to do the video by himself. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Um, yeah, I had, no. some, I had some frequent flyer miles. I got on uh, Mitch Album's uh, Free Press One uh, private jet. So, you know, I just halo dropped right into First Energy Stadium, you know, and that's how we do it, Sean. When there's when there's an event, the Free Press will be there, okay? We do not miss big moments. And since I called for the Lions to win that game and I was almost right, uh, I felt I had to be there. I called for them to win the week before against Pittsburgh and was almost right. So I guess... You know, both of us are kind of lame trying to hold on to our almost right predictions, right? They're only they're only uh, five and a half wins for my uh, season win total prediction. So I'm getting I'm closing in, Sean. You're closing in. So almost right counts in what horseshoes. Speaking of horseshoes, Michigan does not have to play oh. in the horseshoe this this year down at Ohio Stadium. No, we're not we're not quite ready to talk about the big game. I'm sorry. What else do you want to talk about with the Lions, my my brother? Come on. Lay it lay it out. Oh there. no, this is this is your this is your game, Sean. This is I think what, what are you are you going to you're not going to be at the game, right? You're not uh, No, I'll be at the game. You'll be at the, game. Be at the okay. game. Okay. Okay. So what do you I'll what are you expecting game. to see here? There's a, the, the, my I'm expecting to see some seriously dried out turkey breast. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey! The Lions do a pretty good job at Ford Field with that turkey, with that turkey or Thanksgiving meal. So that's I don't criticize them. They'll they do a good job. Didn't we do eat in a suite last year because there were no fans yeah. and that's where they'd put the media? Yes, right. And it was a it was kind of an odd way to spend Thanksgiving, right? In a big old empty yeah. stadium. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, but you know what? But the seats were comfortable. Yeah, it was. It was nice to be there with you and well, we weren't there with Dave because he was up in the. In the upper deck with the uh, 
with the luxury. The more, uh, the more important. Yeah, uh, important people that people. cover the team. Yeah, yeah, right. So, but it'll be good to see. I, you know, I I've gotten used to just uh, my little tradition. Tell me about yours. My little tradition is I cover the game. Uh, we get to eat there. I love the Thanksgiving meal, by the way. So I get to eat there, and then afterward, I go to my fr- our friend's house, and uh, he he's a great cook. Probably not as good as you, but he's a great cook. No, and I'm sure he's much better. Come on, he makes his own uh, stuffing, and he he he, he makes bakes his own bread for the crumbs. But yeah, see, that's, the that's a much much yeah. different level than me. Yeah. So I get to eat twice, and I, I enjoy that being around friends and family uh, after the. Whole I was going to say, over. I was at first I was thinking you saying you just go to your friends and you you just skip your family, you just go by your you bachelor it to uh, a second Thanksgiving meal. Is that what you do? <laughs> well, normally I mean, not, hey, everybody has their own system. It's okay. We're not doing this this year for different reasons, but normally we go to my my wife's sister's house in Pennsylvania, and we have a third Thanksgiving meal on Saturday. So. I have plenty of Thanksgiving meals uh, over the weekend, uh, but what are you going to do? Where, gonna... where, where in Pennsylvania? In Erie, home of the Sea Wolves. Okay, so it's not that far drive. All right, four and a half. I was just curious if you were willing to, you know, make nine, ten hour drive for a third piece of turkey. No, <laughs> no. you really love turkey. I do, but I can just I can go buy a turkey sandwich. I'm not going to go nine out nine hours for that. So four four or five hours. So so what are, so what are we thinking? Are, are the Lions going to get their first win? Is that really what you're thinking? We've been thinking that the last couple of weeks. So the, this is the the weird thing, right? The Lions are o nine and one, and they come in as the hot team against the Bears. I mean, how how many times are they going to be able to say that the Bears have lost five straight? Everybody, all the signs are pointing to Matt Nagy being fired, win or lose in this game. Uh, some players reportedly are calling for his firing with the Bears, so it's been a disaster. Uh, so that that I think that factors in, you know, when when the team's on the brink of disaster, players aren't happy. You know, we've seen that here, obviously, with the Lions. Um, that might be the extra little thing that gets the Lions uh, a little bit more juice to win this game at home. I'm just I'm just astonished at your optimism and your hope and and what you want to see. I, look, I don't know. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Maybe we should get Burkett in here. He can tell us where this offense ranks. At least among uh, within the Lions organization, I, the zero and sixteen team were I don't were they this inept on offense? They were more inept. I don't remember. They were more inept. Were they really? Yeah, because they had no run game. Um, they'd gone through several quarterbacks. They traded away their quarterback, John Kitna. Uh, Dan Orlowski was playing, but he was hurt. Um, so they went through a ton of uh, uh, you know. They fired obviously. They fired Matt Millen. Uh, you knew that the coach, everybody was going to, I mean, that, that was the problem. And that's the one thing I, I will agree with Matt Millen about is he told Bill Ford, he said, listen, if you're going to fire me, fire me, but do it after the season. If you fire me during the season, it doesn't make a lot of sense and the team's going to tailspin. And that's exactly what happened. So that it was a completely different situation, even from the Browns going 0-16 a few years ago. It wasn't the same thing. I mean, it was like you, the Titanic, it was like, we're that iceberg over there, we could steer around it. We're just going to go right into it, guys. This thing's going down. We're, we're all seeing it happen. So that it was a different circumstance. So, yeah, they were, I don't know, statistically where they were exactly, but it just seemed like both sides of the ball, they were completely inept. You know, we've talked about this before on this podcast. Dan Campbell's got a lot of energy. He's uh, charming. He's likable. The players seem to really like playing for him. But, man, just the struggle to figure out how to find points. Right, it's just it's it's yeah. difficult to it's watch. It's the passing game. I mean, that's the problem. Is Jared Goff is clearly not the answer. Uh, Tim Boyle, you know, he maybe if he gets a few more reps, a few more chances, 
Um, it's a tough ask, you know, hasn't played, hadn't played a game since uh, the preseason in August. He broke his thumb, come in on the road in the rain and the wind, uh, didn't have that, that it wasn't in sync with his receivers. That, that was tough for him. So, uh, but he's got a good arm. He's got a good, he's smart. I think if he got a few games under his belt, you know, he could maybe do a little bit more with the offense, but Jared Goff's the good soldier. He's their starting quarterback when he's ready to come back. Um, He's earned that, I guess, from a coach's perspective. So, but this season, I mean, it's it's going to be tough sledding, man. Without without much of a pass game, it's going to be tough. So, are you are you predicting a win Thursday? I am. Or are you not? Are you not ready to do that? I'm predicting a win Thursday. You can read it in uh, on the in the free press. Pick up your free press today at uh, local newsstands. So you actually? Oh, so the, you you didn't even wait until we do our predictions. No, no. You're actually saying. You wrote a column saying they were going to win. You're just looking to – it's a little well, early. So what happens, Sean, is when we have early deadlines, the responsible on? journalists file really early. So uh, we get our stuff in early so that editors and other people don't have to wait. So I sent the I sent the prediction in really early. And I'm sure you did too, right? You sent your holiday prediction in. So um, that's why I'm saying – I didn't write a column about that, but I'm saying that, yeah, I already predicted that they're going to win. Narrowly. Narrowly. How what about you? The score? What's the score? Oh, I think I had – 20, 21 to 17, I want to say. Really? 21 points, huh? Yeah. Yeah. The Bears are the huh. Bears are struggling, man. It can happen, man. Playing at home. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep yawning. It's just, you know. <laughs> are we keeping you up? Sorry. <laughs> no, no. It's just the subject, man. It's just, it's just, bre- it's breathtaking. It's electric. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's electrifying. And I'm sure the stadium will reflect that with the amount of people that are there on Thursday. You know, they get a who, good, they get who a knows? good. Maybe they'll draw because it's the tradition. I don't know. It's the tradition. And I hate to say it, but the Bears fans will show up. They just, they do a good job at showing up yeah, at Ford Field. Yeah, they do. Although, even for, an, for a team that's won, lost its last five, you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bears fans are nuts. I mean, I, like, we were in Chicago, remember? I mean, how it was a crappy day that day, and the Bears weren't very good either. And they filled that stadium, man, against the Lions. They did. Of course, they wanted to see Justin Fields, the, the rookie quarterback from Ohio State. Uh, yeah, we're not talking about Ohio State. And um, it was early in the season, so they, I don't think they had any hope. But but you're right. It's a, it's a, it's one of the best fan bases in, in the NFL. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. There's no question. By the way, before we wrap this uh, scintillating subject up, are you going to go to the parade? Are you going to participate no. in the parade? Are you going to watch the parade? Listen, I grew up in L.A. I never went to the – I worked at the Pasadena Star News and I never went to the stupid Rose Bowl parade because it's a pain in the butt. I'm not getting up early. I'm not getting cold. I'm not standing out there to see the Elmo float go by. I thought whatever. you might walk in the parade. You know, When I'm the Grand Marshal, we'll talk about it. Grand Marshal. You could walk in the parade. Just be yourself like the most cogent writer in America. No. How would that work? No, I'm not getting up for that. You know? No, I got a long day. You're not going. I'm not the. I'm not the Sean Windsor suck the marrow out of the day like writer. I got. I, I. I save my little bit of energy that I have for the game. So I get there as late as I can, eat some turkey, try not to fall asleep, and cover the game. Well, I guess that makes it, it makes sense because you can't even sit up in your chair right now. I'm sitting in my chair. You know what I mean? Hey, co- you're, you're, hey what, what do you coach Patricia over there? What's what's going yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. Sit up, man. What what uh, what room are you in, by the way? <laughs> not that uh, our listeners can see this. But I just I want to look paint I want to paint a little picture here. What are we talking about? I'm in my bedroom. Okay. You don't have an office or anything like that? I have one, but it's well, it's too and echoey that, right now, so I can't use it. Ah, I see. By the way, I'm, we we were delayed a little bit in recording this and it, it's just because we had early deadlines and I had to squeeze a column in. I shouldn't say like that. I had to finish a column between a couple of podcasts. <laughs> 
And it's just as well, Carlos, because right out the window here, contrary to what you think, I live in a, a very modest home, and right out the window there was a leaf blower or some, somebody making a high-pitched, whiny noise. That was your gardening staff, yeah. Yeah, so that would not have been that would not have been ideal. I was thinking about that in our producer, Ted Davis, the one and only Ted Davis, and what he would have had to deal with with that sound, and then he would have talked to his dad, and his dad would have been upset that we mistreated his son, and and then what are you doing? You know, then then we, then we go from one listener to zero listeners, and we can't afford it. Where are we then? No, no, we can't we alienate can't our, our our meek uh, listenership. So we appreciate no, everything Todd no. does for us. No, we can't. By the way, uh, any, any any other last thoughts on this on this game on this Lions team um, that you made me talk about? Well, what's your prediction? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think is going to happen? I just I have no idea. I have I have to sit and study it. I need a couple more days. I'll make my prediction Friday. Okay. Yeah, we're a weekly now, so we're good. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Take your time. Yeah. No, I I don't know. I, the last couple. Of, I mean, I keep thinking they're going to get a win. They don't. It's just their struggle to to score. Out of the Chicago can't score either. With the Lions' luck. Who, right, if there's such a thing, Chicago will get a fumble and return it for a touchdown or some ridiculous thing like that. I don't know, but I'm with you. I, th- I think that they'll, uh, I think they'll get their first win. I mean, who knows? I'm wrong about this all the time. I think it'd be especially um, meaningful for Lions fans if they get their first win on Thanksgiving against the hated Bears. Only the Packers would be better, but the Bears are pretty close. So I think that would do a lot to sort of. Uh, uh, you know, exercise and demon, satiate the fans like, oh, man, this is this is sweet. If it's going to be one win, let's have it be against the Bears at home on Thanksgiving. That would be nice. You think there'll be a championship parade after if they win? Could be. They could do another parade, just reboot it, you know, get the Snoopy float or whatever, turn them around, okay. go back up Woodward, Woodward okay. Avenue. All right. Well, you want out. You always do. Uh, I don't mind deferring to the great Carlos Menares. When we come back, though, can we talk about Michigan-Ohio State? Uh, yeah. If you want to talk about Ohio State, Michigan State, and – 56 to 7 as two, but no, I don't think we need no, to address no. that. That's just, I, I know you wrote a column about it. I mean, it, it took you, I don't know, four hours to write just Bo Woody, Bo Woody, Woody Bo. So um, we, we need to get to that. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back. Let's let's get to something that matters. I mean, not that the Lions don't matter. They, I'm talking about a game that does. How about yeah, that? Yeah. The Lions obviously matter. All right. We'll be right back. I'm Alyssa Robinson for the Detroit Free Press. When you wake up every morning, what's the first thing you do? Check your email? Me too. And when you sign up for our daily briefing newsletter, you'll get all the latest news sent directly to your inbox so you can wake up and be ready for the day. We also have newsletters about COVID-19 in Michigan, the latest entertainment headlines, as well as Woodward 248, a newsletter specifically for people living and working in Southeast Oakland County. And don't forget about automotive headlines and all the latest news from our Michigan sports teams. We have a newsletter for every personality and preference. Just head to freep.com forward slash newsletters to sign up for any one of these great options and more. Hey, folks, welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, let's talk about the game nobody cares about. Huh? How about that? Oh, I, I mean, care, Sean. We're forced. You're, you're, we're, we're, you're forcing me to talk about Michigan Ohio State when uh, when nobody wants to hear about it. You've been looking forward to this game for how long now? I don't know. 20, a day. A what's day. It, what's today? Two days. I don't know. Whenever, uh, whenever it was set up with Saturday's uh, games, Michigan beat Maryland. We kind of figured that would happen. Ohio State beat Michigan State. We figured that would happen. Maybe not fifty-six to seven or forty-nine <laughs> nothing at the half, and then Ryan oh. Day pulled his starters. That could have gotten. I mean, it was ugly. They were like, 
they were. I wasn't gonna say that. I, mean, I was gonna say historically, like right. I mean, that. Could, oh my goodness. <laughs> does does Day pull his starters if he's doing that to Michigan, or does he leave him in? And no put way, especially since he said he wanted to hang a hundred on him last 100. year. Do you, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go up there and hang a hundred. He won't do that. He would not do that, especially. I don't. Especially know. at Michigan, you know they'll light those buses on fire. They won't. They won't be able to get out of Ann Arbor. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But the, okay, Carlos, let's just back up for a quick second. Jim Harbaugh at the Big Ten Media Days back in the summer said he, you know, he was either going to beat Ohio State or die trying. And uh, you know, I don't know what people thought about that at the time. Probably not much. He's just trying to be positive, work himself up. I mean, they won what two games last year. So here we are. They're ten and one. And uh, they host the Buckeyes Saturday at noon at Michigan Stadium uh, for a spot in the Big Ten uh, title game, and potentially a spot in the college football playoff. What 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 you think? Well, like they said after that that loss at Michigan State, you know everything's still in front of us, and they were right. You know they needed a little help probably for Michigan State to lose, but it is all set up in front of them. They can they can control their own destiny. Um, I'd imagine they're underdogs. I don't know what the college point spreads are crazy, but I'd imagine they're underdogs. I don't know. I mean, I I don't think they're going to win. I think Ohio State, it's hard. I mean, coming off that Michigan State, I mean, it was such a thorough beatdown, Sean. Is Michigan was Michigan State that fraudulent, or is Ohio State just that good? Uh, it's it's hard to know what to make of Ohio State coming off of that game because boy, they were so impressive everywhere. So I don't know. It doesn't look good for Michigan in my in my point of view. Well, I actually think. Um, that, well, here's here's a, here's a few thoughts. If I can, if I can speak to you for a second, please, Carlos. please. Um, Ohio State's very good. Their offense is uh, one of the best in the country. They've been this they've been this way the last few seasons. Um, I don't know that Michigan State's a fraud. I, I think they're a good team, a good solid team. Uh, that that was gonna. I figured they'd lose by three touchdowns or so i don't know high 40s to 24 something like that and um maybe under different circumstances they might have there were a couple of issues with a couple of injuries in, a, in the wrong spots in michigan state but the even healthy they weren't going to come close to beating ohio state the bigger issue to me was it was the matchup michigan state's best players best defensive players excuse me are it's two tackles they're they're really good solid players you know, maybe second, third team, third team, all Big Ten type guys, but they're not Sue. They're not an Abigail Sue or somebody like that. They don't p- collapse the pocket. They're good gap fillers, run stoppers, and they're, you know they're physical, they're smart, they're tough, and all that sort of stuff. But they but they don't really rush the quarterback. And um, having good a good couple of tackles like that is great against a lot of teams against Ohio State that has three NFL receivers, an NFL quarterback, and an NFL line. It doesn't matter, right? I mean, in a, the, the the worst part of their defense is the secondary of Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. what their the, their defensive ends, they're fine, you know, but they but they haven't rushed the quarterback well all year. So to me, it was a terrible matchup. The best passing offense in the country, with all those receivers and a quarterback who had all day long to throw, yeah. and that was really it. I mean, C.J. Stroud wasn't pressured at all. Even when State blitzed a little bit, Ryan Day was ready for him. He's a really good strategist. So I think that's uh, that's part of it. So it made it it made the talent difference because of where the talent mismatches were on the field exponentially worse. If that if that makes any sense. So you know, to me, normally the talent difference of two to three touchdowns was a lot worse because it just was the worst possible matchup. 
So that's what I would say about that. Michigan, on the other hand, though, Carlos, the matchup is much better. Their best defensive players are two first-round uh, pass rushers, right? And Aiden Hutchinson and uh, David Jabo. And I think if they can get to C.J. Stroud and he has less time to throw, that will change everything. I don't. I don't know that. I mean, in relation to what happened with Michigan State, Ohio State, I don't. I'm not saying they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they can keep this somewhat competitive. They also grind it out on the ground. Uh, Hassan Haskins is a running back, unlike Kenneth Walker, who's a great player. He's a little Barry Sanders-ish, right? He's all or nothing in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Haskins is three yards, four yards, five yards. So they they can control the ball a little bit, use their tight end, who's really good, Eric Hall. Then they might be able to hang around for a while, you know, and force a punt once in a while that Hutchinson or Jabo get home. So I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I I don't think we're going to see fifty six to seven by any stretch. How good is that Michigan secondary? Do you think? No, no, they're not great. They've had it's not their best secondary. They're solid. They, they've got a couple of linebackers that can really play. One in particular, but to me, and their tackles aren't great. Their tackles are fine. It's funny. It's like Michigan State has has the better tackles, but. But Hutchinson and Ojabo are both projected right now. I know you don't like to think about the draft, but they're both slotted in. Like Hutchinson's a top five, top ten talent, right? Yeah, yeah. And Ojabo's uh, in the twenties in, in the first round. So that's, I mean, that's a huge difference between what the Spartans threw up there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe maybe it's I don't know. One of these years they just have to do it too, right? Um, yeah, you would think one of these years. I don't know if this is the year. Um, but let me ask you: even if they, especially when you, how much of the comparison game will be played as far as you know, Michigan State just got curb stomped, um, and again, it was you know it was at Ohio State. But if Michigan actually plays a close game, is that any consolation to? I don't know, voters, fans, whatever that, you know, hey, we at least kept this respectable and, and we're close in the game. This is obviously a, a great Ohio State team yet again. And uh, we, we, we looked we looked OK. Is that is that something there? Well, the two different groups for the voters. It, I mean, I don't know about the voters, but it, it might help them get a better bowl game if they stay competitive. Mm-hmm. Right. And they lose. But I think it makes a huge difference with the fans. Again, going back to the summer when Harbaugh said that beat Ohio State or die trying. I don't think anybody, his fan base didn't expect this at all. They didn't expect to be here at 10 and 1. Right. Uh, by any stretch, right? Playing for, looking how they do and, and playing for everything that's at stake. So if they're, and, and they don't expect them to, even despite how they've looked this season and they've looked good, their, their fan base doesn't expect them to beat Ohio State. Nobody does, right? Yeah. yeah. So if they're competitive, I think, you know, Harbaugh's in a good spot, you know, he gets to 10 and 2. If he can go win a bowl game, Get to eleven and two, and come back. They've got a, you know, they're going to lose some some guys, but they've got a young a youngish team in a lot of spots. So yeah, but if you're right, if they lose, you know, they if Ohio State hangs fifty or sixty again, and they lose by thirty points, forty points, whatever, then then yeah, then at that point, I mean, what what are you going to do, right? It's just it it, it it'll be like a Lions fan <laughs> if you want to start talking about the Lions again. I, I really don't. Um, yeah, I think that I think that Harbaugh has been redeemed this season, almost no matter what happens here, unless, unless they really get embarrassed by Ohio State. Um, I, I think he's been redeemed. I think nobody expected the season. They've played well. They've looked good. Like you said, they've set it up for, you know, next season. Um, you know, so I think that if they if they make it respectable, at least and, and you know, nobody wants to hear that. Everyone wants to hope that they're going to pull it off and, and they might. I mean, you don't know. Um, but like you said, there's probably anybody who's 
reasonable. Probably doesn't expect the Wolverines no. to win. But it's it's been a good it's been a really it's been a great season for Michigan. So uh, I hope that I hope that it's it's close enough that you know Harbaugh gets his due because he's been he's been just just attacked mercilessly you know from all sides. Um, so it'd be nice for them to go out on a you know on a on a pretty good you know ending here and at home. Uh, but just just imagine if what now what happens if they win? What happens, Sean? Can you what? imagine that? But but first of all, I, I, can I ask you this? I'm confused. When we're in the studio, and by the way, uh, I think our producer wanted us to mention this at the top of the show, but uh, you know, me being me and a total fool, I uh, I forgot to. But we're we're not recording in the studio like we normally do because COVID space cases are spiking in the state, and you know we're adjusting our our protocol a little bit down at the Free Press Building in downtown Detroit, and so we're going to record at least uh, for the next few weeks. We'll see how it goes. Uh, from Zoom again, remotely. So I, I guess what I'm saying is I have no idea if that's actually you or if that's a hologram because this moral victory stuff, this almost, oh, wow, wow, that was a good try, Johnny. I'm not <laughs> sure where this is coming from, man. I don't, I, it's confusing, at least in the studio when I, I know it's you and I feel like it's more of a, you know, you've been inhabited by, it's a body snatcher type situation, but this I don't know what's going on here. Is this a hologram? You know, uh, Debriquet almost left me in Cleveland because I was I was going too happy moral victory at the end of our video, and he 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 almost imploded. He couldn't take it. I don't blame him. Yeah, life's full of moral victory, Sean. Because he's confusing. It's confusing. That's what the thing. It's, it's no. I understand moral victories, but and and I and I abide by those. You know, not abide, but I, uh, I understand those. They're important. Yeah, especially for kids. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I'm young but, at heart, uh, too. But coming from you, it's confusing. Come on, Why? Man. Why is it confusing? Oh, I don't know. Well, yeah, why, why, why? If, if I could dig into – maybe Tad can dig into the Free Press Library <laughs> and help pull a few hundred reasons out as to why. He doesn't know what a library is. He's too young. He just oh. – Wikipedia, Google. Oh. That's, that's his library. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get back to what your, your question is because that's really the question here even though you're sick and tired of it. And I'm sure a lot of fans are too. But, yeah, what happens if they win, man? How about you tell me first? You imagine right? They, do they get into the CFP automatically? I mean, is that is that a foregone conclusion? No. no, no, I don't think so. No, they'd have to go beat probably Wisconsin in the in Indianapolis the following Saturday. Okay, night. Okay, so they're they're playing the Big Ten championship then. They win championship game, yeah, okay. which they've never been to. All right, so then they would they would win the East, right? Is that would that would that clinch it? The, would, yes, yeah, okay. yeah. So if they beat Ohio State, they win the East. Okay. They're in the Big Ten title game. And then they have to beat Wisconsin probably. And then probably, we're talking. Yep. Okay. And then they do that, they'll be in the uh, okay. they'll be in the college. But it also it, it might not matter just you know, just beating Ohio State. It's just he this would be the this would be the capper. It wouldn't it I mean, yes, the CFP, all the dreams and whatever, you know, if they whatever play Georgia down the road, that would be amazing. But this alone, I think, would just be, I mean, you know, it's lucky you live in Ann Arbor because it'd be hard to get home probably with all the celebrations going on outside the stadium afterward. No, it would be it would be crazy. And we can talk about Harbaugh here in a second about how people might think differently. But real quickly, if they do beat Ohio State, I, I'm with you on the college football playoff. I don't think they need to go win it to have uh, people think of this as a great season and be relatively happy and think about Harbaugh differently. But they do need to beat Wisconsin to get to. If they beat Ohio State and lose in the Big Ten title game, that that'll that'll be rough. 
especially since they're you know better than Wisconsin, right? At least, yeah. At least, uh, you know what I mean. It would be disappointing, so, but but I mean, you just couldn't deny what they what they've done if they if they beat Ohio State, right? I mean, that's just a huge. And then you know, let's face it, you know, also winning at home, it's just a different feel. It's a different. You know, the, the the excitement level is different. I mean, it's who knows. Harbaugh will probably rip off his shirt or one run through the diag or whatever. You know, no, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be full. Obviously, it's gonna be stuffed. Hundred and whatever, ten thousand people. It's gonna be electric. If they do this and they win this, especially if they then follow it up with with a trip to the playoff. Um, and I don't think it matters so much what happens there. I th- I think that people are gonna look at Harbaugh completely differently. He's gonna get several year pass for sure. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Maybe not several, but at least a couple. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, I've had a few Michigan fans already tell me, hey, if they beat Ohio State this Saturday and, and, and then win the, the Big Ten, all is forgiven. Like seven years <laughs> is completely forgiven. It's, it's, it's how football, no other sport works like this, where one game, yeah, right? Because football's, in, you know, one game, one game, one game, right? It's, it's the buildup for seven days. It's the rivalry in, in uh, you know, in college football. It's the big one. So it's, yeah. And that's and that's that's the blessing and the curse because Parball's also gotten pilloried for for not beating Ohio State for so long. Yep, that you know, one game. He's supposed to yeah. be doing this, and, and, you know, that's that's what they brought him here. And so... Yeah, this is this is his chance at redemption. Um, so that would be Absolute, exciting. That would be ab- exciting. No, it would be absolutely. And I and I hope we're not giving too much false hope because watch, they lose by thirty. We want to be realistic. This Ohio State team is really good, but I just kind of like the matchup and the chemistry of this team and the home and at least to make it competitive. So we will see. Sorry to bore you with that section, Carlos, about Michigan Ohio State because nobody cares about that game. But let's talk about when we come back from this next break let's talk about uh, what happened at little caesars arena last sunday night sunday evening against the lakers when isaiah stewart and lebron uh had some things uh go on we will be right back my name is carrie jr the second i'm a podcast producer and reporter with the detroit free press and now the host of freep's new weekly podcast on the line our job is to understand the issues and the people that the issues affect in our state and region and tell the news. I want Detroiters, I want Michiganders, I want Metro Detroiters to hear themselves and maybe get a sense of peace in this podcast. Maybe not in the topics we're covering, but in the sense that we're the Detroit Free Press. And you can come here to know what's happening and trust that we're going to tell the truth, give you the facts and do it authentically. We're going to give you the voices that are in those areas, whether it be in Owasso, whether it be in Petoskey, whether it be in Birmingham, Warren, Gross Point, Southwest Detroit. You know, we're going to give you what it sounds like to be there. So every Friday in your feed, wherever you get your podcast, when you press play, we want this podcast to sound like home. We want it to sound like Michigan. We want it to sound like Detroit. I think that's all I got. So let the journey begin. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, um, look, I, I know it's basketball, and uh, that you don't really like to talk about basketball. But we had a I've fairly been itching serious to incident. talk about this. No, I, I have not really. I mean, it, no, I mean, look, we've got a there's a couple of big foot. Well, one big huge football game. That's what we needed to talk about. I'm sorry to bore you with that, but let's get to uh, let's get to what happened at Little Caesars Arena Sunday Absolutely. night. Man, that was uh, that was not that was not pretty. At all. And just to remind folks, and I assume everybody out there who's listening knows what happened and saw the replay if you didn't see it live. Um, 
but the Los Angeles Lakers were in town, and I want to say in the third quarter, third, if I'm not third mistaken, quarter, yeah. third quarter, Isaiah Stewart, uh, the second-year power forward for the Pistons, was trying to box out um, LeBron James at the free-throw line, and, t- and, and LeBron – and, he, and Stewart kind of gets low when he boxes out, so he had this low kind of leverage, so his head was a little bit lower. So LeBron flicks his, gets a little frustrated. He didn't really swing his elbow as much as his, his – his, I want to call it a fist because his hand was closed, yeah. but it didn't punch him straight on with the knuckles. He swung, and the side of his fist hit Stewart in the eye. And then it leads to um, sort of a quick little standoff, a few words, or a few players kind of separating – and you're thinking it's going to stop. And by the way, immediately after LeBron did it, he sort of reached his arm out, right, Carlos? Right. He reached yeah. his arm out as it, it looked somewhat apologetic. Well, in 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 that moment, yeah. like, oh my bad, I didn't. I may have got frustrated, but I didn't mean to hurt you. Right. Right. It's hard to say intent in any case. So you you're from there, Carlos, right? Uh, Stewart starts to get heated. I don't know if he feels the blood, tastes the blood coming down his face. At that point, it was everywhere. And starts to come after LeBron, has to get held back. Um, they the teammates, and co- the teammates and coaches hold him back, and then he slips out again and really starts to come after him. At that point, Cade Cunningham's chasing him down, right? Grabs his jersey, holds him. And then does it again, slips away, and then eventually takes off into the tunnel. And you're actually worried at that point because a little season's arena, you get into that tunnel, you can circle all the way back around to where the visiting locker room was. So Corey Joseph, the one of the backup point guards for the Pistons, went over to the Lakers bench and told the told the ref official, I can't remember who it was, hey, I'm going to meet him here if he tries to come back through this end. So it was it was intense. There was a dark, not dark, but a blank stare and rage from Stewart, and it was uh, it was frightening. And you're wondering, all right, what was he going to do if he got to LeBron? Uh yeah. I mean, he was obviously enraged, um, and I, and we can't forget that you know after that the initial contact happened, and LeBron doesn't know what's going on, and he reaches down, and I think he was surprised that Stewart fell, like he didn't he didn't realize they like why is this guy falling like a you know, and, and he reaches, and then they get close together, and they say some words. We don't know what what, what the words we were, don't. which may have been what really incited Stewart. Who knows? Um, may have been the blood, may have been the words, may have been whatever. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a very hectic, chaotic, crazy scene. I mean, one of the, one of the weirder exchanges that I've seen because it was just Stewart. It wasn't usually the other players get involved, and then there's a melee, and people start pushing and shoving. And it was it was not that at all. It was one guy who was just totally crazed and and furious and and it's it's a it's not i mean he doesn't have this history either really i mean and lebron doesn't have a history of being a dirty player so no it was a very odd scene um and and really unfortunate yeah it was and and that's all i could think about is what what was he gonna do if he got the lebron right i mean with the with how angry he looked and the tenacity and the the relentlessness he was trying to get after him if he'd gotten to him and taken a swing or even a hard push, but taking a swing, you know, he could have ended his career. I mean, he could have ended LeBron's too if he connected right in the wrong way. Well, he could have ended his career just like that. That's why his teammates were desperately holding him back. Yeah, you get you get what was it? I think Dwayne Casey said eight eight stitches. He gets in a fight, and they he starts getting there's a scrum, and he gets hit in that eye again. A lot worse can happen to his eye. You know, I mean, 
it, that's not a good injury to have, and they stop boxing fights over this kind of stuff. So no, 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 and I didn't mean good. just physically. I mean, if he takes a swing at LeBron and connects, that that might be the end of his playing career. I'm talking about Stewart's. You mean banned from the league? Yeah, oh, he'd be he'd be out the rest of the year if he'd connected. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean that that's where we are right now, right? I mean, uh, yeah, that that, and then and then you worry about LeBron. So it's just it's it was surprising in a sense that I mean Stewart obviously plays with a lot of intensity, and he's got uh, to use I hate this cliche, but it's true. He's got a tremendous motor. It's it's why he was drafted. He's 6'8". He's a great rebounder. He's a good defensive player. He's a little undersized on some nights, but um, he's got this intensity just dripping off of him. But, you know, he, he generally channels that on the court. He is a uh, – I mean, you know, I, I had a great conversation one time with him about, of all things, Jamaican cooking. He was doing a uh, – making a uh, – I want to say braised ox, oxtails for a cooking class. Was it Cook's Illustrated or something? He's doing this video. He loved it, right? I mean, he was – and not to say that if you cook, you you don't have a temper, but because uh, we all know you have a temper, <laughs> and uh, I try not to have a temper. But uh, Gordon he, Ramsay, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, but he's he's just this uh, just this really sort of easygoing guy, and he steps onto the court. He's one of those kind of type of guys, right? So you want that from him. Well, but, I you know I I thought about this, and and you have to remember he's a young guy, and I was thinking back you know, about myself and in my competitive career in sports and also in my, in my career as a, as a journalist and, you know, in the office as a, as a professional, even when I was young, this is a workspace, you know, and I had, I've lost my temper at times, you know, playing sports or being at work. Um, I remember one time it was a, I had an argument with somebody in the office and I stormed out and there was a big, there was a big, jar of like change mostly pennies by somebody's desk and i punched it and then the pennies went flying everywhere um so sometimes we we can't forget that these are professionals but they're still young men they're very competitive it's an emotional sport who knows what he thinks of lebron if there's any history there and like hey one of these superstars just punched me i'm bleeding everywhere he's going to get a pass of course and you never know. You never know what the kind of thing is that's going to set you off. Yeah, I'm disrespect, not, I'm, feeling a disrespect, right? Feeling disrespect, feeling that there's that there's you know a double standard. There's two different sets of rules. I think the I think the the punishment was just uh, two games of suspension for for Stewart and one for LeBron. I mean, LeBron handled it well. I mean, I, it did not look at all like he intended to do that, and he did not engage anymore. He just backed up. It was not you know let me get at him, and he just stood back. You know, so I think it was it. it was just um, with the NBA, you know, handed out. But um, I, I kind of understand Stewart. You know, if I think back, I don't want to pretend like I would never have done that. Maybe I would have. Maybe in the heat of battle. Maybe if I if I feel blood coming down my face and in my mouth, and who knows what's said. Um, you know, you can. It's it's not a it's not a completely irrational reaction because we're not down there. We're not we're not in the fight. So. Um, it was no, ugly. It's, it's it's not, but there are consequences for it, right? Yeah. I mean, it didn't. It I I actually thought he was kind of fortunate to only get two games because yeah, of how happened. because of, because of the optics of it, the optics because of yeah. how enraged he looked, right? I mean, it right. it looked it did not look good, right? At all. I don't think it had anything to do with LeBron. Now, obviously, if he got to LeBron, that's a completely different story. But I, I thought he was fortunate, and, and I was also surprised the the league suspended LeBron, although, and they should have, 
you know, maybe I shouldn't say I was surprised because Adam Silver wants to try to be fair, but it's a star-driven league too, right? Right. Yeah. You know, but he started it. You know, he did. No, he absolutely did start it, and he clearly meant to hit him. I mean, I don't know that he meant to. He, I'm sure he didn't mean to make him bleed or wanted him to bleed or hurt him. Right. But he was clearly frustrated and swung and swung at him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And he, and he meant to do that. That wasn't. Oh, I'm losing my balance and slipping. I'm just flailing, you know, and hitting him that way. I mean, that was intentional. Yeah. To to take the swing, you know, and intending to harm. I don't. I don't. You know. I, that, that that's that's not LeBron's character that right. we've seen. Right. At least in a basketball game. Right. We, yeah. He's never done anything to show that at all or suggest that at all. So, yeah, I, I'm glad. I'm glad that it was that the the punishments were were similar because if they'd been outsized, if LeBron got one and and Stewart got ten or something, you know, well, then that would five. Yeah, yeah, even five. That would have been. Yeah, it would have been pushing it. And then you know, obviously, you know, it's they're 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 giving LeBron the star treatment. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, they handled I, I it well. I, I, I I thought so too, and uh, and Stewart will learn from this. I mean, this, the other thing too is think about this. I mean, this is. I mean, first of all, you don't want to you don't want to go hit somebody. It's dangerous. You could seriously hurt them. You could ruin your own career. But beyond that, just it, in terms of controlling your temper, forget the violence for a second, or the threat of violence. Excuse me, the potential violence is the idea that you're. You know, he got booted out of the game. He didn't. You know, he could have gotten wiped up and got his stitches and been right back in. That's obviously the kind of player he is, but he couldn't control himself. He gets booted out of the game. They had nobody to guard Anthony Davis, the the really talented big man for the Lakers, who's all of a sudden playing with a lot more force because of that. And, you know, they blew up – I don't know what they were up by. Up in the teens, they blew a game to the Lakers. Now, it's not a playoff team, and they're rebuilding and all that. But you – so that's one loss, and now he's out for tonight's game against uh, – excuse me, he's out for two more games, right? Uh, Tuesday Tuesday night's game they're playing the Heat that will have already played by the time this drops, and then they're playing uh, Milwaukee uh, maybe Wednesday night I can't remember so that's three games he's he's out right in a year where uh, they're playing for something that would really matter so it's good that he's going to learn this now I yeah. would say yeah absolutely it's a good it's a good uh, learning moment I guess or teaching moment for the team that you know it's, it's a young team and. And obviously it did. It was a direct, uh, it was a direct, you know, um, result of him being out of that game. And then, like you said, what they couldn't do against Anthony Davis and they could have won that game. Um, you know, that's important. And I, I think Dwayne Case is going to stress that. I think he's, that's going to be a discussion, you know, yeah, like, it's about the team, you're too right? important. Right. And, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes, you know, our, our emotions get the better of us, but we got to learn how to play through that and, and be, be smarter, not hurt the team. So, yeah. And for a guy like Stewart, and I wrote a, I wrote, I wrote in the column that, you know, he, pl- he plays basketball like a social stance at watch, right? He, in, in service of others. That's how he plays. And he's, he, he's built like that. So I'm sure that's eating at him. You know what I mean? I hope so. It'll be, it'll be interesting when he comes back and talks about it, what, what he says, you know. I, I would imagine just, and probably, you know, the people that he loves in his circle aren't going to like that, that look that was on his face. But I would imagine the, the team part of it because he seems to be, uh, you know, really in tune with his teammates and that's what he cares about. It's how he plays. He's a very, un, very, very unselfish player. So hopefully he'll figure that out. I mean, just remember, Draymond Green lost his cool in a finals game, got suspended for the next game, and it cost their team a championship. You know, yeah. in 2016, when the Golden State Warriors were playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron's Cleveland Cavaliers. So, you know, figure out how to do that before the stakes are that high, right? Yeah. Although yeah. we're probably a ways yeah. away from the finals <laughs> with the Pistons. <laughs> so, Carlos, uh, 
is there is there a favorite thing that you have or you know or gonna have you want to say that oh since you care so much about the future how about thanksgiving how about turkey the that's that's definitely one of my favorite things um you know my favorite thing was uh i've never done this before but we when we went to cleveland we decided to drive and i proposed carpooling with dave briquette and as you know i think we've mentioned this before dave briquette is uh He's the the mercurial energizer bunny of the free press. You don't know he has unlimited energy and he never has a plan. He makes it up as he goes. He's he's like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of Lost Ark. I'm just making this up as I go along. So you never know where he's going to be, when he's going to get there. Uh, but we got to spend a lot of time in the car together, and uh, it was it was fun. It was fun to 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 hang with Dave and and uh, you know hear about his kids and his family and all his Christmas. Uh, plans and um you know so it was it was enjoyable uh we don't you know people i I don't know sometimes people think that writers you know reporters whatever that we're always hanging out we're always you know whatever at each other's house i I have yet to be invited to your mansion sean of course but um you know but we don't yeah we don't we don't we don't see each other as often um in fact one editor one of our editors uh tyler davis when we were playing softball in the summer he's like man i don't think i could ever get you and dave and Sean or Jeff, whoever was uh, in the same room together, like it seems impossible. You guys are always going different directions and doing different things. And and it's true. So to, to be able to sit down for a little while and share that time with a colleague was was nice. So I you, really enjoyed you, it. You, you commuted both ways? Yeah. Yeah. We both. We, well, I we, thought you went down early for the story, no? And then stayed, no? No, no. I wasn't down there for that story. I wrote that from, from home. We have telephones now, Sean. We so can call I, each well, other. So I didn't see a Cleveland dateline, so I wasn't imagining. Okay, good. Oh, not for the story on Sunday, but I was at the game on Sunday. Ah, I see. Okay. okay. Yeah, I don't I, I don't quite have the whatever elite, you know, platinum medallion status you have on, on Marriott, so I can't move around, but, you know, as, as easily as you can. So if you came over to eat at my house, would you be okay eating with the staff? Uh, yeah, butler and driver, I'm sure, are very nice people. Gardner probably is, is a nice man or yeah. woman, so yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, would that be okay? You don't yeah. mind? What's your favorite in? thing? Yeah, what was your favorite thing? Oh, I don't know. I uh, my my favorite thing I, it was similar to you. Um, no, 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 no. You you always say this. You've always said, "Oh, I'm surprised Carlos has a favorite thing. He doesn't like anything." And you're the one who are who's struggling to have favorite things, Sean. So no, I no, no. I was just favorite thing out of you. No, I was just thinking about. I, uh, there's a, a colleague. It's not doesn't work for the same paper, but it was a similar a similar thing. I was uh, tired. Um, I don't know. It was Friday night. Whenever I went to Columbus, I was feeling worn down. You kind of get this way by this time of the year. A little bit, and I I just want to stay in my room, to be honest with you. And <gasps> the great go get, go, Sean Windsor in his room. Go wow. get some carry out, and um, you know the Pistons were playing, and I wanted to check in. I couldn't because of Bally Sports. That's a whole other issue, and blackouts and all that. And I was going to try to check in and maybe even maybe even weigh in if something happened. Um, oh yeah, they're playing Golden State, but Steph Curry ended up playing. In any case. But that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted, to, but you know, I I talked with this friend of mine about uh, meeting meeting for dinner, and I um, almost called and canceled. But then I thought, you know, I'm going to go out and do that, and I was really glad I did. And I sat there in a booth and shared a meal, and and just remembering Carlos that we, you know, I was thinking about how long we couldn't do that, right? For right a year, whatever, how long, however long it's been, and you you forget that. So that was another reason I was thinking about 
you know, not, not taking that for granted. And I, so I, I got to that point, Carl, so I was thinking, Oh, it's a grind. It's a grind. You're back on the road. You're back out. I just want to stay in and get some rest and chill and uh, get ready for the game tomorrow. And then you start thinking, you know what? This uh, can be taken away at any time. All right. I'm going to go meet this guy I care a lot about and uh, really enjoy his company and have a, you know, a decent meal. And, and so it was a similar kind of thing. That's what I mean by that. And, uh, and I was glad I did. So there you go. I find it hard to believe someone had to twist your arm to get you out of there and have go go have I had dinner. To twist my, I had to twist my own arm. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. This is. I can't really reach. One arm can't reach the other. You know my <laughs> my. Uh, you, you know what I mean. I kind of. Let's just say my. I don't know. Doughy person. Doughy uh, figure up here kind of gets in the way. I can barely. I can barely. Uh, yeah, get to one arm from the other. So. But but I tried. I tried to twist my arm. How about that? Yeah, and I hope you had the salted caramel, whatever you had at the rib joint last time too. Another no, I had a. Uh, I went. I went old school, simple. I had a chocolate malt for dinner. That's all. No, 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 for dessert. For dessert. For dessert. Okay. What a was your dinner? What, what did you eat for dinner? Uh, just fish and chips. Fish and chips. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fri- Friday night fish and chips, like a good Catholic boy, like you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you survived and didn't uh, mix it up with the diner patrons this time. So that was. Especially oh, in Columbus. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. No, Columbus is kind of a, yeah, Columbus is a sneaky, cool town, actually. Unless they know you're from Michigan, then it can be dangerous. Yeah, no, no. But if you down there from Michigan State, it's kindred spirits. You know, they're not, yeah. they're not, yeah, they're all, they're they all, all hate good. Michigan. <laughs> they're all chummy and they're not worried about state. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's all good. So, well, listen, Carlos, once again, um, it's been a pleasure. I, uh, I wish you a happy Thanksgiving earlier. I want to end with, uh, Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you get plenty of turkey. And I'm sorry you're not going to get even more turkey in Pennsylvania, <laughs> but uh, you're you're going to get all the sides and stuff in Michigan, right? So you don't need to go to Pennsylvania for that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a happy boy. Okay, good, good. Well, listen, uh, we want to thank y'all for listening, and I can say Carlos, y'all. I'm sorry, Carlos. I can say y'all. I can say both. You're still back matter. in. You're still back in Harrisburg, aren't you? With that, diner? yeah, I am. I, <laughs> I, I am. I want. Yeah. Anyway, I want to thank you all for listening, for uh, for taking the for taking some time with us this week. If you like the show, will you uh, please subscribe and rate us? It, hey, if you don't like it, that's fine. At least subscribe and tell us you don't like us, and uh, I will blame Carlos, and he will try to do his best to fix it. Uh, anyway, you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, Spotify, Apple. Um, we also want to thank Tad Davis. I, I don't know, Carl's. what would we do without him? We wouldn't. Nothing. We certainly wouldn't. Be, we, we wouldn't be here talking. There's no way, would we? No. Tad Davis, our executive producer, uh, who makes it all possible. We want to thank Anjanette Delgado and Kirkland Crawford, also producers. And we want to thank Peter Batia, the executive editor of the Free Press, for making everything possible. We will see y'all next week.